Good evening and welcome back to the Totally Frank Podcast. I'm Evil Fishy, aka Lady Spider. I am your hostess of this lovely podcast. Tonight I want to dedicate this to a fellow gamer. He used to go by Shagmaster969 on Xbox. We met 25 years ago. Seems like a lifetime. So 20, well, I guess it wasn't quite 20 years ago, I guess. 20 years ago, I guess, we met. And we were gaming, playing Xbox, my uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox, playing Mech Assault. Um, he used to run a Mad Cat or a Timberwolf, depending on his mood. Either way, he used to shoot us and giggle and run around and crazy. I got to know him quite well. We gamed for hours upon hours on end, but um, there was usually about a hundred of us all total, and we used to only be able to have eight, eight to a room, so I'd host a room, and whoever was available jumped in, and we'd swap out throughout the night. A lot of times there was like 12 or 15 hour gaming sessions, because you know, that's what we did back in the day, and when you're young and stupid, you can do that. Um, play well into the night. He used to live in Tennessee. Um, sorry, I'm wrong. He used to live in Kentucky way back when, and when he was in Kentucky, of course, where I was and where he was were four hour time differences. So, I mean, we didn't get to game a lot together, but when we did get to game together, it was a lot of fun. Um, we try and hook up at least once or twice in an evening and, and at least play a couple of games together. Among us, there was like several other gamers and lots of friends and there was a lot of fun well shag used to be a little crazy so a little bit about shag Um, born nathaniel clayton smith lived in uh, kentucky lived in uh, Montana up until recently. He was uh, a little bit chaotic, type 2 diabetic. Of course, that never seemed to stop him. He used to eat and drink stuff that he wasn't supposed to, and he was a chewer, so, I mean, there was always tobacco in his mouth at some point. Um, he had a son named Isaac, love of his life. And the biggest heart you'll ever meet. It didn't matter what was going on in anybody else's life. He was always checking up on you. Making sure everything was okay. When I went through my first brain tumor, there was a few of you out there that, you know, stopped and gave me my... uh, my support that I needed at the time. A lot of love from my gamer buddies. A lot of love from my gamer community. Nate was right there with the rest of you. Nate has a big part in my heart. Because after my divorce, he came up here to Canada to live with me for a little while. And uh, 
it was funny because when I first met Nate, we were going, I, I phoned him and he was headed to, um, Washington state. He was going to see a friend who was playing disc golf. So I said, Hey, you know, I'm only a few hours from Washington. Why don't I jump in my truck and I'll meet you down there. We'll hang out. We'll visit and whatnot. So sure as shit, after, you know, I mean, we'd been talking for 10 years at this point. Um, after 10 years of basically getting to know who Shag was, I jumped in my truck and we went down to, um, or I went to Washington State. And while I was down there, of course, Nate was there, which was even better. So I drove down to Washington and we met up and hung out with him for the entire weekend. Um, we went and saw Owen play disc golf and got to meet Owen, which is another gamer buddy of mine. So we've been playing a little bit of, we've been doing a little gaming online, you know, playing PC games at this point. Well, we hung out and then Nate was still on holidays. So he said, well, you know, I got some more time to kill, so why don't I just come back to Canada with you? So we jumped back in my truck and we came home to Canada at the time I was living in British Columbia. So we came home and of course I took Nate with me. Well, turned out that Nate hung out here and, and stayed almost, um, almost two, two years before, uh, I sent him home. The only reason I sent Nate home was because at the time I was going through some stuff with my divorce and my grandfather had passed away and while well, Nate was here. So, I mean, Nate, basically, the day my I lost my grandfather, he jumped in my truck and came to get me to work and basically I left work and we flew home to Calgary in less than six hours. I was driving. Nate, I'm sure was scared shitless at that point because that drive is usually eight and a half hours from Kelowna to Calgary. I made it six. I think we were kind of flying low, but he supported me through that. We hung out and we went, did the celebration of life and all that fun stuff. But he was there, he was my rock. Anyhow, we went back to Kelowna and we talked. And there was a lot of stuff going on in my world and Nate's health wasn't very good. So we said uh, our goodbyes and I came back to Calgary. And the day I moved back to Calgary, Nate went home. So we dropped him on a plane and he flew home to Kentucky to uh, be with his family and to get his health under control. Over the years, of course, since then, I mean, that was 2007 or 2008, um, we've been friends. We've gone through a lot of stuff. So, I mean, he got married and he had a new girlfriend and there was a whole bunch of stuff going on in his life. And a few years back, he moved into Montana and he decided to live in Montana there for a while. He had some really crazy health scares. So there was a couple of times where the guy nearly died, but you know, he always rallied, fixed it, and moved on. Well, 
like I said, there isn't much Nate wouldn't do for anybody. He was pretty, pretty heavy duty when it came to family and friends. Family first, of course. I mean, 100%. When he was up here, he was pretty homesick for his family. I mean, he lived with his mom and dad and his sister pretty close all the time. So it was pretty intense when he was here. Because, of course, he had to hang out with my family. You know, my family absolutely loves him, which was great. Well, recently, a friend of ours, a mutual friend, Owen again, sent me a text. He said, I don't know if you're aware, but Nate went into the hospital. And I'm thinking, oh, great. What's he gotten done stupid to himself now? But it turns out our friend Nate um, went in with an upper respiratory um upper respiratory infection well while he was waiting in the waiting room to go and see a doctor he got a blood clot in his leg so they admitted him and when they admitted him of course they run their usual tests because that's what doctors do and they found he had stage four cancer in his lungs and in his hip um, turns out the cancer was lymphoma and the doctors gave him a couple of options of course because that's what doctors do so the doctor said that you know he could do chemo and radiation and all that fun stuff and he'd probably have two or three extra years but they wanted to go in and do a surgery and an exploratory to see how far the cancer had gone so that was last week well I text him. Of course, I'm pretty mad at this point because he hasn't been taking care of himself. And the fact that he waited this long to go to the doctor and then to find out that he had stage four cancer was just asinine to me. So, of course, you know, I was pretty pissed. Because, you know, I do get pissed at these things when people don't pay attention to what they need to do. So I gave him shit and in text and said, you know, he goes, you know, you can call me. And I said, no, I can't call you right now. I need to process this because recently, as most of you know, my mom passed from lung cancer. So when you say that C word, it kind of gives me a little bit of a freak out. So I said, you know what? I'll call you in a few days. Tonight I got home. And Owen had sent me a text as I walked in the door. And it said that Nathan had passed. At 10.45 this morning, Shagmaster ceased to exist. His heart stopped. And they didn't bring him back. So we are saying goodbye. Once again, to another gamer. You know, when they say that um, gamers are a community, we're more than a community. We're family. When I sent out the message about Nate last week, saying that he got in for the whole cancer thing, gamers that I haven't talked to in 10 years, Messaged me.
Cameras that I haven't talked to in 18 years messaged me. We're not a community. We are a family. We may not talk every day. We may not game together every day. Because, of course, our tastes change over the time and over the years. Um, some of us have families. Some of us don't game on console anymore. Some are gaming on different consoles. It doesn't matter. We're still gamers. But the one thing you can say is that we still are a family. We support one another no matter what. So when we lose one, it hurts. It's like losing a brother or a sister. Those of us that have had personal relationships with other gamers, we understand that to an extent that our heart breaks when we lose somebody. I want you guys all to stop for two minutes and just think about that. Think about the people that you game with. Think about the community that we have. That this community isn't just a community anymore. It's a family. We add new members to our family every day. We build our communities. We increase the amount of people that want to game. And we watch the kids that we game with grow up. We watch um, parents raise their kids to be gamers. And we watch those kids grow up. We game with those kids as they're growing up. And we become one big giant family. They say that to raise children, it takes a village. To become a gamer, you're a part of that village. It doesn't matter if you live in Canada or the US or Australia or Mexico or wherever you live in the world. The people that you game with become the people that you understand and resonate with. They become your family, your secondary family. I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't make light of who your current family is in your heart, your blood family. But these people become your family. I wake up every day and the one thing that I look forward to at the end of the day is coming home and talking to my family, my gaming family, because we've been through everything together. Because we go through this stuff every single day. There's always something going on in our community, whether it be good or bad or whatever, but there's always something going on. My little tight-knit group of gamers that I'm gaming with these days, we've recently added a few new friends. And Lord love a duck, I love these guys. They are a blast. They're so much fun to game with. And I hope they're hearing this because, you know, I don't always say it when I'm gaming with them. But they're amazing guys. Uh, and girls. We've got a couple of new girls that are gaming with us, which is pretty crazy. But I mean... To understand gamers and to see how much of an impact gaming communities have is mind-blowing. The fact that I've known gamers that I'm gaming with now for as long as I did, these guys I've known longer than my best friends. Because they've been there. 
They've been through all the crap. When... When gamers are in need of support, they go to other gamers because we understand. We know the drama, the chaos, and the hurts, and the destruction, and the anxiety, and all of that stuff that goes on in our worlds, in our real world life. We have gamers that work in the medical field that have bad days and come in and they need to game and vent and laugh and just chill to wipe away the day. We have gamers that work in pizza delivery that have the same thing. You know, you get yelled at by customers. You get customer service reps that are just putting up with so much shit every day. You know, when they come home and they put on that headset you think, oh my God, you do customer service every day. Why would you want to do that? Why do you want to have people in your ear all day? It's because it's different. It's the community. It's the family. It's the being able to come home and vent and to play games and to laugh and cry and chill and just have fun with people that understand you, that understand the chaos that you go through. We might not know how your world is as far as, you know, what you do for a living or how you support yourself or whatever. But we do know that when you come in and you join that chat room and you've joined the game and we're ready to talk, the other people in the line are there to listen and understand and criticize and give you a hard time and tease you. And do what families do. Support you. Doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest dick on the planet. Even in your gaming life. And, you know, we may not always see eye to eye. Or, you know, you drive us crazy some days. When you come in that room, you're still supported. Because we're here to listen. And we're here to have those conversations. You might be the biggest know-it-all and come in and drive everybody crazy. You might have that squeaky voice and it drives everybody crazy. Or you might always have constant noise in the background. You might be the guy that gets on the mic and then all of a sudden you're gone and you walk away from the mic and you come back 30 minutes to an hour or two hours later. But there's always somebody there. Gamers support gamers. Gamers support the community. Gamers become family. You know, with everything that's going on in the world, the coronavirus, yeah, I brought it up, the coronavirus, the chaos that is ensuing because of the coronavirus, The fact that they're shutting down E3 for the coronavirus. The fact they're shutting down schools and tourist events and concerts and sports events and things like that for a virus. The one thing they can't shut down is the gamers. Because even though we're a community, we can go anywhere in the world. We can play with anyone in the world. We can have a conversation with anyone in the world because we can do it on our console, our PC, 
or whatever platform we're gaming on, we can have that support that we need and still be healthy because we don't have to leave our house or our planet or, you know, our universe. So there is no worry about the virus in our own homes. There's no worry about the cold. There's no worry about the wet. We just get to game. We get to talk to people and we get to make friends that become friends for life. This is the third gamer in my community that I've lost. It doesn't get easier. And it sure as hell is one of the hardest things to do because we have to say goodbye to these guys and girls. And it's not fair. Shaggy wasn't older than I was. He's not a 60 or 80 year old guy. He was in his 40s. Nobody deserves to go early. Nobody deserves cancer. But the one thing you can count on is, is that this community not only supports one another, we rally and support each other. So I want to thank my community. And it doesn't matter where you are in the universe, in the world, or whatever. It doesn't matter whether you're white, you're blue, you're green, you're yellow, you're purple, you're gay, you're lesbian, you're straight, you're transgender, you're whatever. You're still part of my fucking community. And you're part of my family. So I want to thank you all for being there and being supportive. I will post this video or this uh, podcast tonight for you all. If you want information on Nate's funeral, which will be held in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure, or you want information on where you can send condolences or flowers, I should have that information in a few days. And just shoot me a message. I'm on Xbox. You can send me an email directly evilfishyx at gmail.com or send me a t uh, message on Xbox. I'm on there as Lady Spider and I will give you the info. Thank you for being my community. Take time tonight to thank the rest of your crew. Take time tonight to remember who your crew is and what they stand for. And what they bring to the table. Gamers aren't just a community. They're family. Peace out, guys. It's Lady Spider, and this has been the Totally Frank Podcast on a sad note. But I'll be back with more information later. Love you all. <laughs>